Welcome, friends, to a mini-episode of First Reading, the Old Testament Lectionary Podcast for Preachers. I'm Tim McNinch. And I'm Rachel Wren. We went with a food theme last time. Now we're going with a car theme. I like to think of this as like a mini coop leading up to the BMW episode in a couple of weeks. What do you think about that, Tim? Slick. I like it. All right. This week, we are bringing you Isaiah 50, verses 4 through 9a. Um, are there any announcements we need to have before we dive right in? No. <laughs> <laughs> like you're starting a church service. <laughs> I know. I feel like I feel like my my pastor and my academic are warring within me right now. <laughs> so, if you haven't read the text for the week, I would encourage you to pause the podcast, go and read it. If you're feeling extra crazy, you could maybe even read the entire chapter. Uh, it'll make a lot more sense when you can get it in context like that. Uh, but now, I'd invite you to pause with me and let your hearts and minds and ears Rest for a minute um, as we center ourselves in prayer before we begin. Please pray with me. Lord God of all creation, God of pastors and preachers, God of children, mothers and fathers, God of workers, we come to you today and ask for your guidance and your inspiration as we teach this word and give strength to the weary. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, we are in Isaiah 50. We had Dr. Vanessa Lovelace last week give us a deeper dive into the book of Isaiah. And so, uh, I don't think we have to do a whole lot of historical context at this point. We're still in Deutero-Isaiah, which is the second chunk of Isaiah. And I'm just going to dive right into the text, starting in verse 4. This is a really, really fun section. I was really excited when I read through this, um, in part because there is a lot of body imagery in it, but more so uh, because this week that we're prepping for right now is Palm Sunday. Uh, It's Palm slash Passion Sunday. And there is a lot in this text that would lend itself really beautifully to preaching on that Sunday in particular. So we're going to get there preachers and Tim. But before we do, I want to keep us in this text and really just kind of sit with it and hear what it says. And then at the end, we'll talk about connecting it to Palm and Passion Sunday. So Tim, hold your horses. All right. (laughs) Verse four, the Lord God gave me a skilled tongue. That's what the JPS says. Um, The Hebrew says, a Lashon Limudim. So actually what it's saying is a tongue of the teachers. Man, as preachers, is that not something that we pray for every single time that we get into the pulpit? So like, not only make this your word, but if possible, God, let me give it skillfully. Let me give it in a way that doesn't make me feel like a fool. So a skilled tongue. I mean, what, what do you do with a skilled tongue? Right away, I think evangelism and I think witness and I think testifying. But then you go right into the next verse and it says to know how to speak words that might sustain the weary. Hmm. A skilled tongue is is kind of about timing here. It's about strengthening other people. I mean, obviously about preaching, but this whole kind of pastoral piece with sustaining the weary. And I just, I love that idea of, of preaching, that what we do as preachers is sustaining the weary. Now, 
we're on April 1st when we release this podcast episode. Uh, we're prepping for the week before Easter. So I'm wondering if you, dear preachers, might be the weary yourself and might be the ones who are looking for a word that uh, might sustain the weary. Uh, and if so, hopefully this podcast can be one of those things for you. Now, to sustain the weary, let's talk about this word weary again. Ya'ef. Tim, can you think of a time uh, that you've heard about the weary and sustaining the weary in Isaiah? This is quiz time. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will not get tired and weary. Something like that. Nice. Exactly. Isaiah 40, verses 29 to 31. God gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Very good. You passed. Tim. All right. Well done. So yaaf, weariness, is a weariness of totality. It's a weariness of mind, of body, of heart, of spirit, everything. So these words that your skilled tongue can teach can feed body, can feed spirit, can feed soul. And does that not sound like the ideal sermon right there that you could preach? Like that's the goal, right? Yeah, no kidding. That's what you want to be doing every single time. But this text does not stop at the tongue because it keeps going in verse four. Morning by morning, God awakens. The, uh, the JPS version says rouses. He rouses, he awakens my ear. So there, there's this idea that to be a skilled teacher, to actually sustain the weary, you need two things. You need a skilled tongue and you need an awakened ear. You cannot preach if you have not first listened. And I think that that is one of the hardest things to do in preaching personally. One last really beautiful part of this verse, uh, that word shema, listen is shema, which is the same word in uh, Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 through 9, that really powerful, shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And that's just a really beautiful connection that I think is going on here. What happens next in the Deuteronomy verse is that they say, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, and all of your strength. Um, so again, what's resonating in this text is this idea of a skilled tongue, a listening ear, and then this resonance of loving the Lord your God with everything within you. Beginning at verse 5 is where we really start to have connections to the Palm and Passion Sunday. It doesn't just leave off verse 4, though, because it, it goes on with what else happens once your ears are open. You get courage with an opened ear. Verse 5 says, The Lord opened my ears, and I did not disobey. I did not run away. Once your ear is open, somehow it also strengthens your courage to face the people who want to bring you down, to be able to do that without turning tail and running. Verse 6, I offered my back to the floggers, my cheeks to those who tore out my hair. I did not hide my face from insult and spittle. There's this idea of bearing the disgrace of your opponents without complaint. Um, that can be a little bit problematic from a feminist perspective because that's been what's expected of women is mm. that you'll kind of take whatever is thrown your way and not complain about it. Good point. Um, but I don't think... 
I don't think that's necessarily what this text is saying, because when you go on to verse 7, after describing these indignities that have been thrown at him, the prophet says, but the Lord God will help me, and therefore I feel no disgrace. Therefore, I have set my face like flint. Again, I'm using the JPS translation here, but there's this idea that with God on your side, you don't even feel the shame that people are trying to throw at you. Uh, And that, in my mind, is a really powerful position to be in. Then in verse 8, we have something that sounds kind of odd. It says, my vindicator is at hand. Who dares contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who would be my opponent? Let him approach me. And this is a courtroom setting. This is the using the uh, real but also metaphorical scenario of a courtroom of saying, you know, who, who doesn't matter what attorney you can buy. I have the Lord God Almighty as my attorney. So no charge you bring is going to stick to me. Nothing you are able to do is going to be able to out-argue God Almighty. So go ahead, bring it on, is the image that's going on here. Now, the text for this Sunday stops at verse 9a. The JPS says, Lo, the Lord God will help me. NRSV says, It is the Lord God who helps me. And then it stops right in the middle of a sentence. (laughs) And I would encourage you, even though it's Palm Passion Sunday and you've got a ton of things to read, if you do choose to have this as part of your service, keep going through verse 10. Who among you reveres the Lord and heeds the voice of his servant? Though he walk in darkness and have no light, let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. But I really do love including this whole verse at the end um, because it has this image of darkness in it. The text for this year for Palm and Passion Sunday is Luke portions of Luke 22 and 23, or just Luke 23, but there's two times that darkness comes up. Luke 22, verses 52 to 53, when I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then about 50 verses later, we're in Luke 23. It was now about noon, And darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon when the sun's lights failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. I want to just go back to that Isaiah text with these words from Luke in mind. Who among you reveres the Lord and heeds the voice of his servant? Though he walk in darkness and have no light, let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. This is a prophet speaking hundreds of years before Jesus died. And yet the words that he chose, it's a gorgeous image of what happens when you trust in God, even though you're in the midst of everything going wrong. And there's a lot of people who are going to be feeling that way this Palm Sunday, this Passion Sunday. So let me end with another prayer. Lord, give us the skilled tongue and listening ears of a teacher. Strengthen our hearts so that when we walk through the valley of darkness and have no light, 
when it is the hour of darkness, when darkness comes over the whole land, let us trust in your name and rely on you, our God. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Rachel. That was really helpful. You're welcome. Blessings upon you, preachers, as you head into Holy Week. As you do, take a pit stop over at firstreadingpodcast.com and see what we have going on. In a few weeks, we have Dr. Stephen Reed for our long-form episode. But until then, we'll have uh, some of these shorter... uh, Matchbox cards? Yeah. Mini-coop episodes in in order to, to keep... Uh, keep wetting your whistle for, for preaching from the Old Testament. Music this week is by Blue Dot Sessions. Until next time, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Something like that. Wetting your whistle. <laughs> <laughs>